You're listening to the Alternative Triathlon Commentary. I'm your host, Brett Clifford, and this is episode four. On today's episode, we talk with professional Kiwi triathlete, Jack Moody. We talk all things training, and he shares his insights into his racing in Europe. We get on the boys again, Jaden and Ben. We talk Tour Southland, swimming, and shower workouts of the week. So sit back and enjoy episode four. Welcome back to the ATC. I've got um, Jack Moody in the house. He's uh, one of New Zealand's top uh, long-distance triathletes. Um, how you doing, Jack? Yeah, good, thank you, and thanks for having me on. Uh, should be yeah, a bit of fun to share my story and see how you're going as well. It's been a while. Yeah, for sure, mate. Yeah, so for some of the listeners, uh, me and Jack, uh, we first met through um, track and field um, back when we were in high school and uh, back when we were doing uh, a bit of shorter distance racing yeah um over like 800 3k 1500 meters wasn't it mm, i remember it was the old young olympians camp which i think i somehow swindled an invite to with my um steeplechase result um but it was awesome and it's so funny to see where all the different um boys and girls are now years on because that was we're going back more than 10 years ago now um, i know yeah we're old like it was a long time since we left school but um that was cool and it kind of kick-started after that, I remember coming down and staying with you in Timaru even. Um, we didn't, right. have, didn't have a track in Christchurch after the earthquakes. And mm. We went and raced there and down in Dunedin together. And I think that was probably my last uh, dabble in track and field before university, as a lot of people know, kind of took over. Uh, yeah. I started to indulge. Uh, yeah. Here we are now, years down the track, um, yeah, finding sport again, which is cool. I know, and like all those years ago, and and stuff doing those um, that three cans and then it's um, I never would have thought kind of you know where you, obviously you would have got to in in the sport, and uh, and definitely one of the you know motivations for me is seeing you do so well early on, and um, it always been something I was keen to have a, a nudge at, and um, you know, so yeah, that was a uh, yeah pretty cool. Obviously, you you kind of making your mark in the sport, and then. Um, uh yeah and it's it's uh trying to kind of close the gap and, and get close to where you are now yeah no it's been um yeah i was lucky i still ticked along with some stuff and when i was at university and through the university of athletic uh, university of canterbury athletics club so yeah uh, get me honest here and there along the way and sort of found my love for the sport again after university and once i had a bit more free time and had always enjoyed riding a bike and I still had some close school friends that we all decided to try out triathlon together and I quickly found it was a way better way than working in an office was to try and pursue triathlon as hard and as fast as I could. Um, so it's crazy to think, you know, I've been only professional, well, been a professional for about five years now, but it yeah. um, feels like I've come yeah, a long way since when I first started. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, and with with saying that you're professional, Jack, you do um you obviously work as well on the side. Mm, yeah, I think you would be hard pressed to find um many Kiwi triathletes other than so maybe there's a rare handful that aren't working part time yeah. on the side. Yeah. Um for most of that time I was working two part time jobs, about thirty hours a week. Um yeah. so not quite as extreme as the age groupers that have got a lot of admiration for that are knocking out, you know, nine to five, forty hours a week or even, you know, and hard physical jobs as well and then trying to supplement training on top of that um i spread it out i was spreading it out over six days um and i've only just recently 
backed off some of that work now just yeah. so I can actually give myself a better opportunity to really have a good crack at triathlon and see if I can sort of step up because it kind of feels after the coming off the back of my time in Europe um, seeing where the bar is and where mm-hmm. I'd like to be and where I think I can be um, just to see yeah give myself the best opportunity to pursue that yeah I think that's a common problem with a lot of up-and-coming uh, pros or people who want to try and you know see where they can go it's it, you know a lot of the top guys they're racing obviously um, they're you know they're training full-time they're re- recovering you know, they're not having to go and stand up for 30, 40 hours a week and, uh, and, and um, you know, work that around their training. So it's um, obviously you're going in and you've had some pretty good results, you know, beating guys who are just, you know, full-time. So it must, um, it must you know, have kind of been a question that's come across your, your mind a bit, like, you know, should I just give this one, like, proper nudge? And, you know, I guess you're at that age now where, you know, you, you won't be getting these years back later on and you may look back and go, oh, I wish I... I wish I just you know threw everything at it, and you know if it didn't it didn't work out, then at least at least um, at least I give it everything I could. But um, yeah, but at the same time, you know you got to financially support yourself, and it's not cheap getting around to all these races, and and you know you got to get the prize money, and um, yeah. So I guess it's it, from the outside of you know watching you kind of um, have a few races overseas, but obviously not um, you know setting yourself up over in Europe let's say all summer um, you know you're kind of in and out doing a few races um, is that probably you know what you're going to continue doing or obviously you just said that you're going to back off a bit on the work and, and see if you can maybe do a few more races overseas uh, yeah I mean for me uh, the big goal will be to make sure I'm on the start line for 70.3 worlds next year in New Zealand um, and so the way I've always kind of structured it um, historically was any money that I could make over summer when I'm not overseas, work as hard as I can, not only in training, but actually in whatever work I can get. Um, that's the money I'll then use to go overseas uh, the yeah. following year. So uh, a good year domestically means that maybe I can spend a bit more time overseas and a bad year means I won't be able to go overseas for as long as or as long or maybe I'll have to race closer to home, whether that be sort of Southeast Asia or through um, Australia instead. So Yeah, okay. Um, last year oh, sorry, this year I should say, going to Europe had always been a big bucket list for me. So the race I've always wanted to go and do more than probably any other race in the world was that Alp Dewey's try. So yeah. It was amazing to get over there and experience it. I mean I the allure of Kona just maybe it's there it's getting there now but for a long time I remember when I was an age grouper and I I got a spot for Kona I turned it down I hated the actual overall experience of the Ironman and I wasn't that keen to go at all really yeah you've done a a couple of Ironmans though Jack yeah I've done three I finished three now you know I had a diabolical one last year in Canada which is a the first hopefully the first and last dnf but yeah 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 um i mean your first one was pretty tidy that was ironman new zealand right did you yeah i did that as an age grouper back in 2018 it was my last race as an age grouper and then i went pro okay a month or so later um yeah i just kind of picked it up with a friend a good friend of mine we his dad had done a lot of ironmans and he sort of gave us a bit of advice over the summer and we spent a bit of time training together uh, haphazard but definitely for the fun of it which was really cool it was a nice way to approach the first 
Ironman with zero expectations about time results or mm-hmm. you know, so you always have that sort of inkling of what could you do but yeah at the same time it was really nice that for me the biggest thing I wanted was to finish it because that was a massive unknown and definitely back end of that marathon it became more of an unknown um, as I'm for sure, sure a lot yeah. of people can relate to yeah yeah it's a different beast to the full. Um, but you're pretty versatile, right? Like you've uh, you've raced Xterra for anyone who doesn't know and, and done pretty well there as well. So, you, you know, you you, uh, you can handle man and bike off-road. Um, obviously, it runs your strength. And, um, I mean, your endurance is just kind of getting better as the years tick on. So um, you, you reckon you could see yourself kind of doing a few more Ironmans going forward? Yeah, I think the announcement of that Ironman series has become quite an exciting prospect for years to come. I mean, the way I've always approached this sport is more than anything going and doing races that I want to do or excite me. And so if there's any any of those on that calendar that look exciting, then that's probably the direction or where I'll try and head or base myself. Um, and, yeah, I can definitely see another Ironman in my future. Maybe not next year. I don't Like, I don't know yet. I'll see how the sort of front end of summer goes in terms of how we build up and as every Kiwi knows it's pretty hard to train consistently over that Christmas New Year break even you know you can be as diligent as you want but at the same time it's pretty hard when pools are closed and all your mates are having a few beers or just family get-togethers yeah yeah, no, it is it is tough, and you you always make that commitment eh, that week, and then it just it all just goes out the window when when you're trying to um, you know commit your social time and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean uh, we uh, we manage, don't we? So um, just touching on your trip to Europe. So you you had three races, correct? Uh, oh. a few more than that. I'm trying to think. I started off in wales oh sorry i went to the uk like for those that don't know i'm actually both my parents are english with an english passport and the like so strong ties there all my grandparents and relatives live there so i went over and stayed with the grandparents in the midlands of the uk which was actually pretty awesome in the end i was a bit worried with how that was going to look um training in the uk but it was actually really enjoyable um, and then i went and lined up for a, a race 70.3 swansea so that was cool um it was actually an epic bike course probably at the time, I was like, oh, this is the best bike course I've ever done. Um, luckily, well, not luckily, uh, Alpe d'Huez probably superseded that and some of the other riding we did. But, mm. yeah, one that hasn't, where he's going over that side of the world, that is a particularly epic bike course, very punchy, with about 1,000 metres of climbing, all short and steep. Um, yeah. So, we, yeah, got third there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, it was a lot of lessons learned, which was quite cool. That's didn't come to go and get a lot, a lot of lessons learnt, but yeah, kind of raced well, but just didn't nail a few of the basics with, I could call it nutrition, I'm sure everyone does, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a sign of, yeah, maybe went out too hard, I don't know, but that was a lesson learnt that I made sure I was top, I really hammered that home for the next race where I was a bit worried how that was going to look and out the doors. So we went over there for a couple of weeks and stayed at uh, stayed in Bourg de Sons, which is at the base of the mountain, and just soaked in that atmosphere. Um, and for those that don't know, it kind of sits between a half Ironman and a full Ironman in terms of distance. So it's a bit of a weird race to try and pace with 118k on the bike and 3,200 metres of climbing. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's got three main coals that you tick off from memory and one sort of punchy sort of 15-minute climb in there as well. So you're out on the bike for four hours, which is pretty similar to an Ironman in terms of time, albeit you're kind of approaching it as three to four one-hour time trials with a little recovery as you go down a hill and try not go over the guard barrier at 70-odd K an hour. (laughs) That was cool. And then you run at altitude as well, so it's trying to manage your effort that you can produce a solid run at altitude at the top of a ski field. Um, So it was an amazing experience, and to go and race such a strong French field, like 65 pros, I think, were in the race for that. Yeah, it's deep, and and that's what I was thinking. Like going over there, racing them guys. That you know, half of them probably live on the live around there. You know, that it, it's tough. Like you, you know, you're probably rarely going to see a Kiru and Aussie like winning that one. Um, yeah. Oh, something I'd like to go back to. I think I learned so many lessons. Yeah, this time around, just like, and it's we it's completely different to all the other races. It's like your equipment choice makes such a big difference. Like the winner did it on a road bike with some oh, yeah. cars, and then I probably. I had one bike for most of my time in Europe, and so I was on a TT bike that was definitely geared towards 70.3 world. So it did result coming into that last climb, a lot of grinding as I just had a, a too big a gear to go up the Alp. Yeah. Um, which was a pretty humbling experience, grinding in about 60 cadence <laughs> for yeah. about an hour. But it was like, it's a good lesson learned. Um, something, yeah, I'd, like I wrecked the ride you know, a week prior and mm-hmm. you can wrecky ride. And if you're only doing that one climb, of course you're going to nail it. But yeah, three before it, that gear all of a sudden feels enormous. Yeah. Yeah. So you're better off with like a modified kind of roadie with some. Yeah. Something like that, I think would be the way to do it. Um, and then I popped over, we went up to Morzine, which is where the Tour de France went through. Mm-hmm. And did some amazing riding up there. And I, into the trail running race up there, which was cool. So it was like my first foray into mountain running. Um, yeah. Which was great. Managed to get a second there as well, which was quite funny. I went out like the clappers, like any idiot would do. Um, and it was like, because everyone, no one looked that much like runners, but obviously I've never done trail running before. So maybe I don't know what a trail runner looks like um and they're just like absolute mountain goats going down the hills eh? it was oh, animals eh? oh absolutely feral like i was leading up to the first 4k yeah then just went down this first descent and i was like holy moly like they're in free fall and i'm like an absolute nana going down this oh yeah they um didn't weren't you just wearing a pair of road shoes yeah, I don't actually own trail shoes, so I was just in yeah. a pair of those Asics. Might have helped you get in a pair of... Uh, <laughs> it was quite funny. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, it turned like it transpired. The guy that won is like the two-time world champion. And so we like both broke the course record by quite some margin. He's laughing because he's sponsored by Asics and Morton and the likes. He's like, how did you do that in this? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I've, just, I've never done this before. It just seemed like a good idea. <laughs> um, so... It was fun. Like it was awesome, and it was a, like a really cool community um, to get involved in. Like, yeah, at trail and hopefully, I don't know, years to come, I might get to do some more of that. Um, and that was like kind of the last big session leading into seventy point three worlds, which was yeah, awesome experience to go line up against the best. It's been a few years since I've been able to do a seventy point three yeah. worlds, with the last one being in Nice. Yeah, for me, um, and that was good. Like I kind of. Probably got where I deserved. 
Um, again, just being in a big field, very different to racing this side of the world and how the bike dynamics work in that sort of race. And then, yeah, I just made the tactical error and we lost the wheel and it was just, I was left kind of in no man's land with one other dude who was, who's actually gone on and done very well, Nick Thompson, at the moment. He's been absolutely tearing up Oceania, which is cool to see. Yeah. Um, so it was just me and him. And then he was definitely doing the lion's share of the work. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we went on and I managed to have a good run off the bike, which was cool. That was kind of the idea was to ride to my numbers and then produce a run that I knew I was capable of at the time, which was cool. Yeah, and so you ran 110, is that right? Yeah, I ran one ten, uh, one ten thirty or something. Yeah, um, off the bike there, which was cool because it's uh, it was kind of reminiscent of the cross country days in terms of the course layout was very favourable to a guy that's actually grown up running. Often mm. you get a lot on these courses now; they're so flat that it's just like it allows people that actually that aren't that strong runners to just cruise in, and you can't make the inroads that you get when it's a proper run course where people can actually blow to smithereens. Like yeah, to you're right. Get into a bit of a rhythm and even if they're not a strong runner, they'll still do like a 114 or 115, whereas once you throw a bit of hills and variation, a bit of corners and that, you see the proper explosions where you might see a 120 or a 125 or something instead. So, so if you could have it your way, it would be Challenge Wanaka every run. Oh, it doesn't have to be Challenge Wanaka, but like, I don't know, it's... Like the one in Swansea, I actually felt a bit, but like something in Auckland, a classic example, like if you just ran down the waterfront, it'd be absolutely, it would be such a boring race. Yeah. Make a bit of variation in, in it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like every good rider, they probably, you know, want a hard bike course, you know, like Nice and every good rider probably wants a harder run course to, you know, make the non runners suffer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Wow. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, perfect way to put it, really. Um, and then I went over and caught up with the rest of my family and I went and did Xterra Worlds for first time in years, which was um, awesome experience to head over there. And, um, yeah, we ended the short track, which is pretty much well, not quite super league, but it's like 20 minutes of balls to the wall racing, lactic coming out of your bloody every socket, <laughs> <laughs> which was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, really fun. Like I watch a lot of mountain biking. It's probably the main sport I actually follow more than anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. So I was really excited to race. They have a short track sort of set up in mountain biking and this would be Xterra's take on it. So it was cool to be a part of that. Um, and then I had my confidence knocked a lot with just the amount of rain we got the day before the race and having spent six months not on the mountain bike since mm. uh, racing in April, and then just focusing on the road. I just I was on a borrowed mountain bike over there, so it was amazing that um, I was able to get a bike over there, which made my trip a lot easier. But at the same yeah. time, uh, yeah, it was a definitely a cat amongst the pigeons in terms of my skill set, not really stacking up once it got wet and slippy. Yeah, well, there, there can't be many guys who lined up in Finland and lined up there, right? Uh, I think I was the only one. Was it Bradley Weiss? He did. He didn't do Finland. He was actually coming off um, Nice, and then That's he, right. yeah, he unfortunately crashed on the bike. Or he, yeah, he had a big tumble. 
Um, yeah, no, I was watching some of the, the coverage of that. It did, like you said, look a bit mucky. Um, but yeah, how do you find the transition? Obviously, you know, like you said, training through Europe, doing all your, your half stuff and then going and doing something like that. Uh, well, we've done it successfully this summer just been. It just ends up switching for me into quite a focused VO2 sort of block for the nature of mountain biking, but definitely probably reliant more on my fitness than my skills and so yeah i think that's where i was lacking at that time um and then just yeah trying to boost like the biggest thing for me and that sort of mountain biking scene is being able to produce a huge amount of power for short periods of time and recover where which you just don't have to do when you're 70.3 racing so it's quite fun to get a different training stimulus um i went into that volcano epic earlier this year which was like that four day stage race for mountain biking yeah um, and it was awesome like just to see the pointy end of new zealand mountain biking for a start and it's just so different to anything we experience i kept laughing to my coach it was like the world's worst off season that i was putting myself through thinking i was having fun for the week but i was just torching myself each day and having a, you know it was definitely taken in more of a social light at that point because we were in our off season so it was you know yeah have a beer each night and enjoy it but at the same time yeah putting your body through the absolute yeah trenches each day was quite fun yeah there's there's obviously a correlation you know i've found anyway with with guys who have come from kind of a man and bike background and uh they can just ride it you know they can obviously ride the roadie really well and on the hills they're just weapons um i mean i wasn't cycling when i was younger and, and so i didn't have that background but yeah most of the guys i know that have you know if they can stay injury free and, and not not come off their mountain bikes um mm. you know if they transition to road they're usually pretty good would you would you agree with that yeah totally um yeah we see it all the time and um, with the transition yeah, across um always seems pretty successful and even seeing with a bunch of kiwis at the moment they're kind of switching across um it's a, it's a different style of riding. The, the punch, it's a very punchy power, but mm. um, yeah, it seems like an easy transition to make. Yeah. And I mean, your your bike has come along um, in the last few years. And um, one of those races, kind of where it stood out, was um, Topol last year, um, where you managed to ride away from Mike. So, what, what have you kind of been doing? on the tt and i mean do you feel like your bike's gone to another level and um you know because obviously you're not like a you know i'm not a massive guy so you know you're not going to be pushing massive numbers it's going to be more power to weight ratio right but you, you can still manage to um take it to the best of them yeah yeah um yeah i think for me it's been just time on the bike and just getting more and more time like last year i was fortunate to get away for two months to america and train and race over there um and that was a big even though the iron man went unsuccessfully the actual training and training at altitude in boulder there was i was doing a lot of like four to five hour rides sort of day in day out yeah so that just actual base fitness was coming along quite nicely um and then one of my actual good friends who at the time when we were leading into Taupo, he was trialing for to be a cycler for the, the America's Cup for the Emirates in New Zealand. So it was quite cool to have a very good mate of mine training for a similar goal at about the same time of the year. Um, so pushing each other and comparing numbers, albeit he's 95 kilos and 
I'm substantially less. Yeah. It was an awesome carrot to be chasing that time of year. And I think that was a big catalyst for me to make a big jump up in my performance. And then I've always been interested in all all the gear and maybe some idea. Um, so I'm just trying to optimize the bike a bit better and have a bit more thought going into it. And mm. last year I had I'd always wanted to go and do the Noosa try. So I went and did that. Yeah. Maybe a month prior to Taupo and that was actually probably a lot of people didn't realise a good test of where the bike was at for me. Like I was at that point I was riding the same power at Noosa as I did in um Taupo. And it's just getting oh, okay. that position all dialed up. Yeah. And I mean, do you find um obviously last year that Taupo race you, you hammered it pretty hard in the the bike. Um, does that affect your your run performance? Um, but you know, is it like a fine line for you, or do you kind of know where you're at now? You know, so you can run like a one ten every time. Uh, it's getting better. Like we don't really actually address my run at all in training. Um, it's kind of just been left to its own devices for years now. And that yeah, everything else is trying to play catch up, and then. Yeah, I think the start of summer, yeah, that that Taupo ride definitely took away from my run that day. And throughout Mm. the summer, I got stronger that it was taking away less from my run um, each time, which was cool. And it's probably getting to a point now where I can ride more and not have and not detract from my run, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's something that obviously everyone tries to. That progression, but um, yeah, like your run's never been an issue. Um, you, you come from the run, you know, the run background, but you know, whereas like, I obviously came for the run background, but I still haven't managed to be able to um, unleash it like y- yourself. And I don't know if that's just um, you know, down to time on the bike um, and, and not taking away from your run legs so more, but it's it's kind of a hard equation sometimes. You, you know, you're like, well, my run's there, you know, you can run a 110 off, you know, fresh, let's say. Um, so, you know, you shouldn't be running too much slow off the bike. So it's like, do you bike more? Do you run more? What What's your idea on that? Obviously with you, obviously you said you don't really pay too much attention with your run. It just does itself. But um, would, your, would you be able to run, you know, 110 more consistently from more biking or is it just a case of um, improving your running? Uh, I mean, I think for me, there was always going to be a case that the longer the better in terms of my racing. Um, even growing up, I think, yeah, I just didn't have the speed that the other guys had. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was kind of cool to find my own niche in 70.3 racing. And then as time's gone on, yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed being on the bike. I actually enjoy the bike probably more than I enjoy running yet very keen cyclist and sort of all formats of cycling. So yeah, always been enjoyable to get out on the bike, which is nice. And that maybe that's why I've been able to see some gains over time just because I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. I find it fun. So well, not fun with social. I like the social aspect of cycling. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's key sessions that we do that kind of benefit each other and focuses will change. And I think it's kind of, maintaining that base of running to an acceptable level that then when we come into race time we'll just give it a tickle up when required and hopefully that's kind of the safest way for me at the moment without making huge gains in the running to try and stay as injury free as possible because that's 
probably always going to be the biggest risk for any athlete is remaining injury free as it usually comes from running if any more than anything else yeah no it sure does and that kind of leads me to my my next kind of question for you um every you know everyone's going to be wanting to know kind of what what you run you know what you kind of do in, in a week um can you share kind of what roughly what that looks like you know and let's say you're going into topo right now so um you know what does an what does an average week look like and and you know key workouts and stuff like that yeah i mean the running is not i think everyone assumes it's really high mileage and for the results i get out of running when i compare myself to other runners but i probably only hover around a good week will be in the 70s of 70 kilometers and often might float around 60 and if it's quite bike heavy it might even drop down to 50 kilometers a week of running um there's probably never more than to like two workouts would probably be a busy week of running mm-hmm. there might be one um and that varies and like sometimes there'll be none uh there are no workouts um or if it is it might just be like five minutes at race pace and then just cruise into the run um all the likes but I don't is know. This, like, is, off, is this running off the bike? Yeah, I just run off the bike sometimes um, and do that. But I wouldn't say I have like key ones. There's definitely workouts that I enjoy, and then no, there's definitely no hero workouts. Like, no, I don't think a workout's going to de- define anyone's result by any stretch. Um, but we often, I've seen um, three by three k. Is quite a is one I quite enjoy. Just off a bit of float, yeah. Um, but I mean, over the last year, I've been very fortunate that my new next door neighbour has actually just come back from the Tokyo Olympics for the marathon. Oh wow! Um, and so, um, anyone that's familiar with Malcolm Hicks, he, yeah, yeah, Malcolm. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So Malcolm, and then there's a crew of us others of Auckland runners, um, and we all run together on a Sunday. There's about four or five of us. Most they're all marathon boys by myself, um, Cam Graves, another sort of running household name, and yeah, Jackson and the like. So, there's a good crew of us, um, and that's probably my favorite workout of the week where it might be like a two hour run, but the last 20 minutes will be at tempo or, th- or the like. So, you're, you're building it off the back of a long run. It takes a long, it's taken me a long time to be in a position to be able to actually tolerate that being 50% of my mileage is coming in one run mm. for the week. Um, and the last 20 minutes of that might be, you know, it was pretty spicy at that sort of tempo zone. Well, I'm even faster probably. It's like my half um, half marathon race pace Yeah, um, when trying to keep up with them. But, yeah, it's a pretty good way to build some resilience um, for the back end of a race. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that'll be um, that'll be pretty handy training with out, I'm sure. Um, and with your riding round, do you do you do most of your riding obviously in in Auckland? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All the riding. Well, when I'm in Auckland, yeah, all the riding's in Auckland. Yeah, um, yeah. It varies. There's a mixture of indoor and outdoor. I think everyone outside of Auckland always bags on Auckland for the, the training scene and the riding particularly. But I actually I've grown to love it over the years um i really really enjoy auckland i think there's some pretty world-class riding if you know where to go yeah um and i'll often head out west it's probably my go-to sort of spot um 
that's quite hilly. These they're probably the biggest limiting factor I have is there's no place to really do some long flat time trialing unless I go quite far east. But um, all the other riding is awesome. Um, you can easily get some quiet roads and there's good bike paths around. So I've got yeah no problems with the sort of riding scene in Auckland, and I've got a pretty reasonable friend group um, all on the bike as well. Yeah, that's pretty handy. Yeah, um, and just a question. I just wanted to talk about um, like racing in Aussie and just the dynamic that that comes with. Um, have you found? Uh, you know, you t- have you tended to maybe stay clear of some of those Aussie races just because? Um, you know the way they're set up like you know there's a lot of good swimmers and and then they're kind of coming out in that close bunch on the flat rides um have you have you kind of found that uh, a reason kind of not to want to head over and race some of those ones yeah you pretty much you've hit the nail on the head there in previous years that's pretty much how i approached it and it's really cool to see the emergence of race ranger Mm. um come in i just think I don't know, that is such a generalisation because I'm sure most of the guys there want to ride honest and I know a few, quite a few of them reasonably well now and they're awesome blokes, but it only takes a few bad eggs to sort of ruin the party there, yeah. um, which is a shame. And then it was it's actually been really cool to see how the Australian scene has shifted probably in the last 12, well, last couple of races i've been stoked for nick thompson to actually feed it on the bike and it's caused so much disruption and then you know that's from the aussie side we've obviously had hayden come through um in melbourne and go off the front but the actual what was used to be the aussie sort of pack rat mentality Mm. nick's gone for it steve had a bit of misfortune with his chain but there's him again matt burden like there's a it's not a changing of the guard but it's um the sport's evolving and it's not just a, all right, we're all absolute gun swimmers. We're going to cruise this flat ride at X amount of watts. So it's like, that it becomes, it's like an attacking race now. So I yeah. think I would, I'll probably head there now in the future, just on the basis that the whole dynamic of that racing appears to be changing for the positive, which is cool. Do you think it takes someone to get off the front and rip it apart to make that happen? Because uh, if, if you look at like Hayden in, in Melbourne, he kind of he if he wasn't there, would it have would it have just been another train? And then and saying nah. Mike and Geelong, you know, when he went off the front, I mean, they all just rode together anyway. But um, I don't yeah, know. do you think well, that's in Sunshine Coast, which is Sunshine Coast, is usually the most notorious for a big group? Yeah, it all kind of split apart, and that was uh, I think Nick. Thompson, or maybe it was Nick Free. I can't actually remember who else was involved in that, but it's the style of racing is becoming far more attacking. And mm. it's just about um, being a, having a good swim and waiting for the run anymore. I think there's enough people with a strong bike skill set to start playing their cards early on, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good to see over there and hitting uh, um, some of those Aussie races up and. Um... Uh, with your with your run kind of speed, you can definitely um, take it to them and look for a few wins uh, next year potentially. So, uh, moving just on to the next segment, um, twenty twenty four 
Um, well, you got Topol next in, in what four weeks, three weeks on Monday. Yeah. Um, and obviously you won last year, so uh, reigning champ. Um, bit of pressure on you. Uh, have you got your qual for Worlds in twenty twenty four yet? No, I don't actually. I um, I stuffed it up royally in Swansea. Um, yeah, had a massive bobble in the run, um, which was disappointing. Um, yeah. So I got I got third there. First and second took their spot because it was oh, the cool. first race of the window. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd love to qualify in Taupo, and yeah, it definitely. I mean, there is always an element of pressure. I think with any race, and it's cool to come in to a race as a defending champion. It's going to be weird this summer having titles to defend. It's not something I've really ever had in New Zealand in my life. So it's kind of feels like a big, oh, just a shift really. Um, and it'll be exciting to see the actual pro start list over the next week to see what names we've got on it. It's not going to change my MO and it's not going to change their MO, but just exciting to see what names start lining up for these races over the Kiwi summer um, with Taupo being the start of it. Yeah, okay. And we, we obviously know um, Javier Gomez is on there. So I'm going to ask you the hard question. If it came to a run race uh, between you two, do you think you could outrun him? Oh, I'd love to. Eh? I've always kind of, you know, there's like guys in the sport that you'd love to run alongside or give a tickle up. And he's um, he's definitely one of those guys. Yeah. Um, he was actually a big motivator for me to get into the sport in the first place. I mean, a lot of people... Probably, oh, some people will know, but like my first ever half distance race was actually Rotorua Safa back in 2016, and it was actually the year um, Javier Gomez came over and raced. Yeah, uh, so it was pretty cool to go your first ever race line. I, mean, I think he might have even been the world champion at the time. Like, how mental is that? And it's like everyone that's Safa, it's pretty grassroots. Um, you can go into that race very green. Um, and I got fifth, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I came fifth to Javier, and like. But I haven't even got remotely close to that since, have I? Because um, there's way more good people, and that was just a domestic race in New Zealand. But yeah. maybe it was a false sense of hope that kind of kicked me into the sport um, in a positive way, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, um, so obviously, yeah, Topol, um, looking for a, looking for a qual there, and then um, you're going to do Tauranga in January. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm almost yeah. certain I'll be lining up there. Um, which is cool. It's always it's close enough to home for me. It's kind of probably the closest big race we have um, for me, like being in Auckland. It's yeah, it's only a few hours to drive down to Tauranga, which is cool. Yeah, no, it's always a, a, a one of the top races on the calendar for NZ. And um, and would you look to head to head across to Europe again next year? Uh, I'd love to. Um, one of my best mates is getting married over in the UK, so nice. I'm hoping that's enough of a sort of catalyst. Well, it is a catalyst to get me over. It's just making sure there's enough money in the piggy bank um, to get over there for that, yeah. um, which is cool. Um, and then it's kind of planning a season around that and how long I want to stay away for. Uh, this year, it was amazing to go away for three months, but it was a long time to be away and I was was pretty ready to come home at the end of it and it was also yeah so wicked I mean as cool as all the races are that you get to go and do overseas as part of it for me is always like scoping out cool training locations and yeah um, and Girona is always a bit of a household name for a lot of people so we spent a bit of time there and 
Alpdoes, obviously, and uh, Morzine. So there's other places that I'd love to go and tick off and check out um, and do some riding, probably maybe with a focus towards France. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, but we'll see what I can actually line up and build a calendar out of. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and when it comes to obviously getting across there, you, you need some support. Have you what sponsors are uh, currently with you, Jack? Um, currently, yeah, my big sponsors still Garmin. They're helping me out, which is fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah, and then the rest is work. And there's a bit of product here and there, and um, been very fortunate to work in a bike store for a long time, so they always help me out. Yeah, uh, where they can, not such in a financial capacity, but it's always good to, um, everyone knows that cycling is kind of the most expensive part of the whole um, schmozzle that's triathlon mm. um, so that's always a benefit yeah especially if you've got a few different bikes hey Jack yeah. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. thing going on the old marketplace at the moment as I'm trying to make some space in our little single car garage with about yeah I did, see, I did see you put up uh, what did you put up the other day um, Canyon yeah yeah yeah, it was an old um, Speedmax. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So there's a lucky new owner in Wellington. I wish him all the best for his next um, triathlon. No, I'm sure it's been well looked after. What are you riding on at the moment? Um, I've still got a Chev at the Chev. moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got you've got the first wheel set up from Dan Dan and Christchurch, haven't you? I sure do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, bloody love it, actually. Um, it was cool to get connected with him um yeah very fortunate and I, I just love the whole story behind it being sort of new zealand designed um and you know super easy um guy to work with which is quite cool like he's kind of there to listen to your story and tailor to your needs so yeah yeah i've really enjoyed you know kind of being part of the journey of getting to i don't know my input might only be one percent towards the design of the bars but it's so cool that they feel unique to you yeah, that custom, exactly. And um, I was yeah, I was thinking that most of the the Kiwi uh, pros will have have his bars shortly. Um, it's just slowly taking over the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. I mean, that's that's the way it should be. Um, yeah, having the Kiwi brand out on that international stage um, is always exciting. Yeah. Um, just a couple questions before we finish, mate. Um, in terms of triathlon general, where, you know, where do you where do you want to get to a sport? What's your you know your your kind of your goal, your dream? Going forward, um, I mean, I've always wanted to see how far up the field I can be at a world championship level race, and I think this year was like the first sort of tick of the box to see I was definitely on the right trajectory to being in a competitive position. And I think, I mean, the dream. I'm sure as is with most Kiwis at the moment is like seeing how well I can do at 70.3 worlds in your own country. Um, So that's going to be a big one for me. And that will be not a line in the sand, but that will probably help then figure out what I do next in the sport and where I want to take it and where I want to go. Um, Whether that uh, goes amazingly successful, maybe that's a, staying in the focus around that half level racing or is that a time to go okay let's that was a really enjoyable let's go and do some a few fulls and see where that gets me in the sport because obviously i think be silly as well as a kiwi not to try and well you'd obviously want to win your new zealand ironman like your home ironman race i think yeah 
it just has a it's one of those ones that you kind of want to look back in your career and you got your grandkids and they don't believe you that you even did a sport as crazy as triathlon and you go no actually i won that you know that's probably how i see it um in my own little head um that'll be epic mate that'll uh, keep you motivated for the next few months over summer um and uh, just finally, what's your favourite memory so far Far in the sport? Oh, gosh. Um, I had so many fond memories. I think this year was pretty, I mean, from a training perspective, this year was pretty incredible. Um, obviously, hanging out, like, my coach has become such a good friend of mine over the years. With It's the only real triathlon coach I've ever had. Um, I've yeah. become mates over that time. So it was cool to just be riding through Europe up all these famous climbs um and one of them gosh, i think it was called the Col de Ramaz outside of Morzine um and that was pretty special like it's a climb where probably every 100 meters it starts off with like the Tour de France winner from like 1901 and it keeps building as you go up and like as such a keen cyclist that was pretty amazing as you're like climbing up over the Alps just looking at all these famous cyclists on the billboard let alone the view that was going on um that was pretty special. Um, that's probably one of my one of my better or one of my favourite training moments. And then, yeah, I don't know. Any win is always very memorable and stoked. But obviously, I was absolutely over the moon last year to win Taupo seventy point three. That felt like a big sort of not a chip off the shoulder, but it's, yeah, it's something I've always wanted to. You can get on the podium at this level in the sport, but to actually win. One of those seventy point three races. Holy moly! It's getting so hard. Eh? It's so competitive. Um, so that was yeah, really really special to me. And to do it in the fashion that I did um, was even better. For sure. Yeah. No. It was it was great to watch, mate. And um, yeah, you'll be thinking of that performance um, heading into the the next race in, in December in Topol. So um, yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on, Jack, and um, and ca- having a good catch up and. Uh, yeah, watching your progression through the years and, you know, wish you all the best uh, going forward. And obviously with um, with Topor in a few weeks, uh, we'll be keeping a keen eye on you and, uh, and maybe another podium and uh, uh, it'd be good to see you get one of those qualifications for Worlds in 2024. Yeah, no, thanks for having me along, Brett. That seems, uh, seems many years ago since I think it was Monkey Bar that we were last partying in. Down <laughs> yeah, I remember that night from the... Hit thirty now, so that's over twelve years. It's like twelve years ago now. So times have changed, but um, it's cool. The friendships will remain the same. Yeah, no, it's good. And still in, still into sport, mate. And um, and yeah, keeping motivated and trying to smash your goals. And and uh, yeah, it's good to see. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll I'll see you up there, mate. And um, yeah, Sounds all the best. Good. Yeah, cheers, dude. Thank you. Cheers, Jack. Welcome back to the Alternative Triathlon Commentary, Episode Four. Um, we're in tonight with Ben and Jaden. Uh, ben, how are you getting on, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, Jaden. What's going on in Welly? Hello, Heron. Mit my gut head good. Oh no, that's, that's bullshit. That's right. Flemish, that yeah. I've, oh, yeah. Forgot my Flemish greeting. Whole hat hat. Um, how's that for you? <laughs> there you go. Just get no, ready I'm good. for that Belgian training look. camp. Yeah, next year, and they're uh, on the cobbles, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, otherwise, I'm good, mate. How good. are you, mate? 
Yeah, no, um, the weather's been pretty uh, fine down in Christchurch, bit of wind, but good training conditions, so I can't complain. Awesome. Is the uh, 50-meter pool open yet? It opens at the weekend, so yeah, I am pretty excited about that one, but um, I was back in Timor over the weekend, and they've already opened up there, so had to nice. get in and give it a go. Um, there's just something about those 50-meter outdoor pools that just makes you feel like an absolute slug in the water. I don't know if it's you. <laughs> Actually, I did some of my best times in the 50 meter this morning. Did I, you? You know how like is it, is it indoor like, 50 though? Is it? Indoor 50, but you know how like swimmers are generally slower in a 50 meter. I reckon my times are pretty much spot on. Interesting. Yeah. See, me and Ben went into 50 meter indoor in Canada, and I don't know about him, but I felt like I was swimming through treacle. Terrific. <laughs> Where did we swim in uh, 50 again? Um, in Vancouver. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was yeah. slow. Yeah. Very yeah, slow. The outdoor pool in Timaru, about 40 meters down, you get this sort of like current coming across and, um, it's strong <laughs> enough to like move you into the lane rope sometimes if you're not paying attention. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, you could just look at that as strength training. <laughs> <laughs> that's just real life uh tackle training it's the one mate um so yeah uh ben you've just come back from tour of south and we'll just uh have a wee brief update on that obviously we were we were i was following you i don't know what, what Jaden, but it was um it was pretty pretty fun to follow along on youtube and stuff but how, how was your week down there um i'd like to say the week was probably better than expected um i knew i was fit I didn't know if I was like cycling fit. Um, and so we're kind of, we're definitely a bit underdone. I said that on the last podcast and I was kind of, yeah, wasn't really sure how it was going to go, but I was quite happy with how it went. Um, the TTT was like first up and absolutely brutal. Like I started last wheel and had to try get on my teammate, Dan, who's in the, men's endurance track squad um so he was probably putting out like a thousand watts for the first 30 seconds at least and i just got on and was then cooked so i think i pulled two pretty shit turns and then got dropped and still got to the finish absolutely rooted like my lungs because we did the fight like the 5k run in vancouver and i was like pretty wrecked after that and this was like next level my lungs were like um almost like bruised internally for the rest of the week and just had this like yeah. um pursued his cough the whole week couldn't get rid of it um yeah. but thankfully it didn't affect me on the longer stuff um yeah no it was it was good the hills were a little bit harder than i remember probably just carrying all that upper body swim muscle but otherwise as a team we rode really well and uh, we rode the front the whole day for stage five or the bluff stage, whatever it was, because um, we had, teammate had the leaders' jersey, so that was cool. That was more my territory where I could sit on the front and at least ride at half Ironman pace and sit there thinking, yeah, if my if I didn't have four days of riding on my legs, I could probably do this all day, but I'll do it for a minute and lap off because I'm starting to feel it, but. Um, Overall, like great week of training, and managed to fit a few swims and runs in around that. 
Um, so for everyone who was tired from just doing a bike race, I was doing more. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we. I was keeping an eye on your Strava, making sure you were going for a few Camworth jogs after your <laughs> day ride. Um, but all in all, it probably was a good week on the bike. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it does you well in your next race. So um, give, us a high, give us a high of the week. Give us a low. Um, <clears throat> high of the week was probably either like TT was like pretty good or even the last stage we got the first – um exposure to crosswinds because we had such nice weather all week the wind didn't play a part at all and uh, the first first little bit of crosswinds was um i was like right up i was a little bit out of position but once i got in position from there i was doing really well so i was like happy with how i wasn't a complete slouch just getting spat out the back triathlete sort of image and i was like in good position and like if it actually split, I would have hopefully been in the front group. Um, downside of the week would have been like gravel stage, um, punctured somewhere on the gravel and was like just going out the ass because uh, at the start of that stage, I'd sent it so hard trying to get the break and did the first like 90 minutes at like an average heart rate for 70.3 with right. so much variability, I was so cooked and then punched <laughs> on the gravel, but then um, got paced back in behind a van for a good solid period of time that pissed off a few people. But <laughs> all yeah, fun and games, eh? Nothing yeah. to lose. <laughs> yeah, the main one that got pissed off at me got time cut a few days later, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a nice ride back in. Um, no, good, mate. And... Uh, What's next then? So you're, you're off to race in the States just before Topol, right? Yeah, so off to Indian Wells on the 29th, which will be cool. Um, fly over, got everything all sorted, and then race on the 3rd, uh, fly back on the 4th, back on the morning of the 6th, and that's on Wednesday morning. And then, you know, I'll be, I'll be just like, praying crossing my legs and praying that i recover for saturday yeah it'll be a true test of your uh, fitness and uh jet lag experience but um <laughs> looking at the race that feels pretty deep um there's a few big names on the start list what are your goals going into this one um i haven't really come with a specific goal and nice to be i think prize money's top 10 so it'd be nice to get into the top 10 and get some money to kind of uh come out the other side net positive um it'll be cool to race in the u.s and experience a different racing dynamic where hopefully it's not going to be a crazy crazy fast swim and then more strong ride strong run so if i'll be interested to see if i can hold my own especially coming off the back of southland so that'll be interesting um but as i was chatting to someone today I, i guess i don't have any pressure um to try and get a slot um so the only pressure is what i put on myself so i can kind of if i have a good race i'll be stoked if i have a bad race it's not the end of the world um especially with taupo the weekend after if things start to go really really far south i could even just shut it down but hopefully if we could come away with the top five i'd be pretty happy that should be pretty good on the points side of things and then yeah try and recover and try go again yeah mate yeah, there was a few pro 
few big pro scalps there for the taking. Um, a few names on that list. I'll be pretty keen for you to have a have a nudge at. So um, yeah, we'll be we'll be looking forward Massive. to seeing how you get on. <coughs> yeah, well, so sixty people you said. I think yeah, fifty eight um, people on the start list. So see how it goes. I imagine it will probably drop to around 30, 40 come race day. Um, but yeah, big names are Sam Long, Jackson Laundry, Tim Foley, Ben Canute. So. And I'd say Casper Storms as well, probably if he actually Black races, man. he'll go pretty good. Um, but yeah, have to chat to Mike to see if I what's the deal with stupid bets, eh? Yeah, well, metal wearing bets. If you get one over Foley, I'll buy you a beer in Topol. You buy me beer. <laughs> I think if I get one over Foley, it should be more than one beer. <laughs> well, it depends how long you're going to stay at this time after the race. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Few Long Islands, maybe. Few Long Islands, mate. Jaden and I were equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just need to go on to uh, P and H earlier on, don't I? What's that, mate? Precision hydration. Oh yeah. Uh, well, um, <laughs> we can get you those. We can get you those electrolyte beers after if you want, Matt. As long as you stay at longer than twelve o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I get a Long Island with a bit of salt, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Everyone, everyone will be working up to the prize giving with medals around their necks, hopefully. So, yeah, yeah. For any of the listeners that um, may not know, we had a bit of a bit of a bet going that uh, if if the boys got top ten, you'd to where you'd finish his medal around your neck till that midnight. So, if you see if you see us running around table with uh, medals around our neck, um, <laughs> that's the reason we're not um, complete losers. But um, <laughs> we're really proud that we finished. <laughs> yeah. But the New Zealand medals are smaller, aren't they? Nah, they're going to be know. heavy. They're going to be made out of lead. You're going to have to be doing like neck raises to build your strength up to have it around that long. <laughs> yeah. Poor old Jaden's neck taking absolute hammering in Lake Area. Yeah. I heard it's not even recovered yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, my neck's still. Can I take it off? Like, no. Yeah, it keeps playing up. Keep running around. <laughs> Um, Jaden, what are you what are you up to in Windy Valley? What I'm up to just started um, a new job this week, so nice. Tone had a big week of training last week, and then um, about 27 hours, and then toned it back this week. Have a bit of recovery week while I um, start my first week of work, which yep. is full. Um, just got two weeks of full time work while I train up, and then there on out, it's just 15 hours a week um, at the end of the day. So. I'm pretty I'm pretty keen to just learn as much as I can, as quick as I can, so I can go by myself earlier rather than complete the full training. Yeah. But otherwise, you, yeah. You say 27 hours. Yeah, knocked out. That's, solid, that's a solid week. Is that, is that, is that a over big half, week or is that, is that over, just for the listeners' week? <laughs> no, no, over over half of them were in the pool. Really? What? Yep. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> have 13 and a half hours in the pool. Yeah. Are you doing your 70k weeks again? No, I did about 35 last week. Right. Well, what are you doing at the pool for the rest of the time? Yeah, what's going on there, mate? Are you well, one, of, one of the sessions we had um, a Samoan uh, Commonwealth swimmer come in and we practiced uh, dive starts and underwaters for an hour and a half. So I did about a cave swimming in an hour right. and a half. 
Well, at least we so, know you start you start at the start table. We'll be good underwater then. <laughs> <laughs> All ten meters. Well, we, we hope so. We're going to come up, and me and Ben are going to look around and like, where's Jaden? Oh, he's still underwater. He's going to oh, try man, and pop up. And we're going to be on top of him, just like, nah, get back down. Yeah, yeah. It's um, my squad's off to Melbourne in a few. Actually, the same week um, Talpo's on. So mm. one of the big improvements is been underwater so we've just been doing a stupid amount of breath holds and underwaters at the moment and you did, so, you, uh, did you go to a swim meet the other day yeah it was just a uh, bit of a casual masters swim meet so there's a few clubs that came along do you guys know christian davy no. short course right uh, i think i'm familiar with the name anyways saw him he's a good swimmer so he um he put me um Put me the back of the pool in the two hundred, but um, it was uh, yeah, all the all the fathers and old swimmers in the Wellington region just coming along for a bit of a swim. I turned up late because I was coaching the younger kids at um at a New Zealand event, and my first event was a fifty meter a fifty meter freestyle, and I had no warm up, so it was a bit of a shock to the system. <laughs> nice, full <laughs> lactate. Full lactate, my body went into like full shock halfway through. Pushed off the wall and everything seized up. <laughs> so, but it was good yeah. fun. Good fun. Got a and new you, cheeky, you are, cheeky you PB in the dungeon. Some, uh, you are doing some bike running as well, are you? Yeah, doing some bike running. Had a had a good one of my biggest run weeks. Only sixty k, but still one of my biggest. Yeah. And then uh, decent decent week on the bike as well. So. Nice, mate. So you're tracking pretty well for, what was it, three and a half weeks' time? Yeah, tracking tracking pretty well. Get through the next weeks, pretty much taper on from now on out, really. Bit of a longer taper, but maintain the, maintain the intensity. Yeah, well, that's the hardest thing. And um, I think with uh, when you're on that sort of limiter and, um, you know, in the big weeks before, you can um, – of what I've found in the past, I can train myself into being sick, which isn't great. But um, yeah, it's almost like you you have this fine line of uh, if you go over it, you can um, end up undoing all that good work. So it's it's I mean the hard one of the hardest things, right? It's getting to the start line. But um, yeah, how do you find how do you find that? Do you find with your big weeks you can get quite run down? Um, it depends how I progress my weeks. If I do a pretty slow progression, I can maintain decent week but there was one week where i did 35 in the middle of june which was swim camp and i was pretty run down for the next two weeks after that just my body wasn't used to it so yeah. i think as long as you you know be sensible with your progression over over your little micro um, micro block then um yeah your body seems to handle it as long as you've you you know you have sufficient recovery the week afterwards and hmm. you know i think they say yeah. you know don't push it out more than three weeks. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you know, think, you will get run down. I think a big one is just like if, if it's sleep when you're doing those big weeks. Like you got to be nailing like eight hours plus and at yep. least and at um, least. nutrition. And quality food. Yeah. I'm going through that many steaks. It's not not real. Um, but <laughs> enjoying it at the same time. A lot of <laughs> lot of lot of Rome protein powder and nut butters at the moment as well. Yeah, the Rome. Through. Yeah, yeah. Now, what, you, why'd you say steaks? <laughs> steaks. <laughs> yeah, mate. Go. You know Peter Thames. You got a Peter Thames up there? Yeah. No. Peter. Yeah. No. I've been smashing the old 
I've been smashing the uh, the ribeye, and uh, they do a, a real nice chicken Kiev in twenty minutes in the air fryer. I'm not one to fuss around in my dinners, so it's just <laughs> I've been I've been abusing the air fryer. Recently, got it's um it's it's time efficient. Just potato, you know, nice nice potatoes, chips, and then whacking whacking some chicken and away you go, salad on the side. Yeah. How's the rest of your training been going there, Brett? Yeah, not too bad. Um, what's been going on? Had a few few solid weeks, but not twenty seven hours. More more around uh, twenty twenty two. I feel that's fine for me. I do do about three weeks like that, and then just have an have an easier one. Three build one easy, but um, yeah, that Tuesday ride has been progressing, which is always a good uh, for me. Anyway, I find it's a good way to see if you where your form is especially on the bike and then um yeah running running's well running's going well and on the bunch ride are you who are you comparing yourself to are you comparing yourself to mike to see how far away or how close the gap is at the end or what's what's the reference i don't want to give away too much uh (laughs) to the listeners because mike is racing in a few weeks but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i guess you know if you're getting dropped by those guys um then you know and then the next week you're not i think for a long time on that ride i'd get dropped at the same point um and then and then and and then eventually you're not getting dropped at that point now so yeah it's just um if you kind of if i can stay if you can stay with the front bunch then you know your fitness is there yep. usually and um i'll be doing that double double day and doing the tt in the evening which um did that for a couple of weeks running that was that was good Shaved off a few uh, seconds on the second run and um, just good effort on on uh, sore legs really. But yeah, looking forward to um, firing up the TT in a couple of weeks. Going to do that oh, Oxman Mini, which is yeah. like oh yeah, and next weekend it's a seven fifty swim, forty six k ride and eight k run. So I'll probably just do that at seventy point three power and hopefully it's not raining. And we have some competition for that one. Um, depends. Usually, it's those young, those young short course guys that go in and have a crack. Um, I think maybe Jack Staples might be doing that. So yeah, it'll be hopefully there's someone there to to, to have a race with. But yeah, someone to maybe. chase on the bike and then yeah, it's just a training training race really. I I I definitely need like a a bit of a simulation. I find I go better with some form of simulation leading into a race. So. Just test everything and and hope, hopefully um, I'm feeling a bit better than I was in NK. So yeah, mate, it's um, it's all good. Um, well, you better do a 13 hour swim week this week um, or next week if you're gonna keep up with Jaden. And- yeah, well, the, funny, the, fun, the funny thing is he hasn't been and he's still keeping up with me. So <laughs> yeah, whatever he's doing is working. <laughs> I just swim really slow and just do heaps of technique stuff. <laughs> now nah, I was listening to um, Rudy Von Berg. He was on the podcast um, on, on the, how they train one. He was discussing, um, cause he's trained by Mick Eden and uh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Obviously his uh, swim form is on a different level to mine, but he was discussing that, basically all the training he gets from Mikhail, the only one he doesn't really follow is a swim. And he, he said he only works off like one one threshold or maybe two leading into a race a week. And then the rest, he said, is just easy swimming. Um, 
he said he finds if he thrashes himself too much with high threshold stuff in the pool, then he um, he just grinds to a bit of a halt. And I mean, I find like if I'm trying to balance everything, often I'll get in the pool and feel like um, pretty pretty awful and just like I'm dragging a stone. So it's hard to do those threshold. I find it's hard to do those threshold sessions again and again and again. So I mean, for me, like two kind of hardish swims a week is fine and then the rest are just just you know reasonably aerobic um but yeah i don't know i kind of treat it like my running a bit as well like i know you can go a bit harder in the pool than you can running um but yeah if i'm doing like a slow slow swim i'll try and finish with something fast even if it's not much just to keep that speed through the arms but yeah, I mean, there is benefit, obviously, with what Jane's doing and the high mileage, and it it will pay dividends eventually. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I know what you mean, though, with like lots of hard swims because I I, like, I swim in the morning, and mm-hmm. if it's if it's a hard swim, you come home, it's seven thirty, and you're thrashed, and it's yeah. like, how am I getting through the rest of the day? Yeah. yeah, and and the issue is, is like you're swimming with swimmers, right? And all they do is one, maybe yeah. two sessions a day where they can thrash themselves every day. But you, you know, for us as well, you know, we've got to knock out one or two more sessions, which are also threshold and sometimes more than threshold. You know, so it's hmm. the swim can could get... be the shortest session of the day. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's more quality for me. Like, there's no point in me going in. And doing like my third threshold, you know, set in the pool for the week when I'm absolutely my legs are like heavy and I'm smashed because I don't feel like I'm going to get much out of it. I might as well just swim easy and then like hit it when I'm like feeling a bit fresher. But I mean, you know, like when Jane did those big weeks, it's probably smarter to just pull back on the other two disciplines and just go swimming. And I think at some point I'm just going to hang the bike up in the shed and just, you know, put in a block just swimming you know so you're not turning up and and you and you shed and then you can swim like a swimmer and probably progress a lot faster but it's hard when you're trying to you know get a year of the disciplines up to standard mm, for sure yeah it's a puzzle mate it's a puzzle for sure <laughs> it's, it's, but, uh, and it's just finding what works for you as well like yeah you know people operate different you know and they get results differently as well and sometimes Personally, I find I swim better after at the end of one of these big weeks, even if I'm super fatigued. I, mm. you know, but then when I do freshen up, it sometimes goes the other way. So it's yeah. just finding what, finding what works for you as well. Well, one thing I did notice actually recently, I hadn't swam in the afternoon for like a long time. I think me and Mike went for a swim in the afternoon one after uh, when the TT was cancelled, and um, I felt I was like, man, I feel so much better. Like you know, in the PM compared to morning because like half the time i'm like rolling out of bed you know you do a bit of pool kind of yeah. warm up not then you get in i just feel stiff and like sore but if, if you you know you've either done a session earlier in the day or you've you know done mobility and you get in the pool you feel so much better so i don't i don't know if that's just me or you but no i agree no. i've swum no. a couple of times in the afternoon and even um in like a deeper pool or yeah. not up against the wall and it's like i had one some maybe a couple of weeks ago like that going from shallow pool against the wall to deeper pool in the middle of the lane or in the middle lanes and you jump in it's like it felt so much easier and faster yeah and surely you're getting more quality out of that right when you're feeling good 
like when I feel sluggish in the pool, all I want to do is get out. It's um, whereas like if you're on the bike or you're running and you saw like you can kind of grind through it. I don't, I don't know. It's more of a mental thing for me. It's like if I feel like I'm swimming with bad technique because I'm so fatigued, I'm like, you know, what am I doing? I just need to get out and <laughs> freshen up. But yeah, you can kind of grind through it the other two, I think. Oh, okay, anyway. Um, right. So moving on, we'll uh, we'll chat just a we chat about just some sessions we've done now um jaden you did have that swim on and i did run it by mike and he um he, he i don't know what we decided but <laughs> we didn't end up doing the uh, descending what was it 100 um but what we did do is we took we took your run workout on that saturday so i think it was was it 2k 2k 4k 2k 2k something like that yep yep yeah so that went all right um yeah i'll quickly whiz by my workout of the week but it's not essentially a workout i i'm just going to give some advice in terms from my kind of strength background but yeah if you're out there and you're not doing some form of um you know strength training with with some weights in the week then i think you're missing out and uh, uh ideally with swimming um so if you can try and get a, a row exercise so that can be like a trx row or some form of like pull so it could be a um bent over row this is for upper back um some form of press uh this can be a push-up this can be a dumbbell uh dumbbell press this is for your chest it's and i've been doing some reading and uh it's actually um good for your for your catch having uh having a bit more strength through that that front um area and then the last one just squat everyone knows how to squat but squat with some weight um yeah builds power through the legs translates into your kick so the their three uh row press squat you can add into your regime but yeah once a week um that's my workout of the week what's yours ben mate i gotta be honest i haven't done any intensity since uh southland so yeah mate <clears throat> i did the calories swim tonight that's gonna be my workout the win yeah. this week uh if you're in auckland and you want to do a hard swim on a thursday night you should do the calories swim series because uh we uh how many weeks away i've got the opportunity to do one more before indian wells and well one ball before taupo as well but if you're not doing that you can have two more swims before taupo and to get out and to get in the open water wear your wetsuit wear your tri suit underneath it figure out where you're going to chafe on race day um and just run everything through to give yourself the exposure so you know what you're going to expect in Taupo or whatever try race you might be doing um, in the future, even for our international. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a good chance to practice your underwater um, underwater start. <laughs> underwater start, absolutely. It was low tide, so uh, <laughs> um, didn't Could actually duck dive. Could have definitely dolphin dived for, I don't know, a decent chunk. Yeah, and... And talking about just uh, open water swimming, obviously New Zealand's just starting to warm up and I haven't actually done one yet, but I've been eyeing up Corsair Bay next week or Lake Rua for a wee uh, open water swim before Oxman. But um, the internationals or people coming over who haven't swam in Lake Topol before, they're probably going to get a bit of a shock. It is pretty cold there, eh, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It says like average water temp. On oh, the Ironman app is like seventeen degrees, but I swear it was it was so much colder. It felt like, like ten. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Your face feels numb. I, yeah. I did go for a practice from the day before and I, you know, when you get in that cold water and you, your heart rate goes up and I'm like, yeah, you just want to get out straight away. It's, uh, it's a strange feeling. I eh? mean, oh, usually most of the swims we do are all pretty warm. Almost mm. Mm. That one's definitely not. Um, I mean, if you're not great, if you're not great, uh, with that sort of temperature, it can, um, it can undo your race a bit when you're getting on the bike chilly. And I mean, last year it rained. It like it light rain didn't it the whole time so it wasn't really that enjoyable to be honest from the swim to the bike um we just didn't dry out i think we we're just wet to the core all day yeah those poor uh poor ironman athletes so, so, so i finished and then thunder and rain really came down and i was i was inside having a share and i was thinking yeah <laughs> i'm happy i'm not doing 180 pound <laughs> bike today um <laughs> Uh, Jaden, what about you, mate? What is uh, your session of, of the week? Or oh, the week? Uh, probably isn't one of my key sessions, but it's just um, making sure you have a bit of fun throughout your week as well. It's just as important as, um, you know, Whereas, fun, you know, just making sure you're having fun while you're doing your training. Otherwise, it becomes a bit of a slog. And um, there's a there's a bit of a series going around New Zealand. That's the um, the hill climb series, and there's one in Wellington. I believe there's also one in oh, Tarpon, yes. uh, Auckland. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the past two weeks I've just been giving it a bit of a nudge on one of my easy rides, just for a bit of fun, and it's definitely been. Um, I haven't had that intensity on the bike in, in in a few years, so it's a bit of a lung busting session or three minutes. How but did you I, go in the first week? Did you win it? Well, so I've only really got one day where I can really get out and do it. And both weeks has just been blowing a gale. And last week there was a there was a grace day on Sunday. And um, Sunday's usually my rest day with a bit of gym. And um, I got demolished by 20 seconds or something like that. So it's a bit of fun, but it also means that, like, the cyclists can pick their own days and, you know, take down KOMs. But... Um, I'm, I'm yeah, currently favourable tailwinds. Yeah, I'm currently on the leader uh, top of the leaderboard for this week's climb, which is uh, again, it's been absolutely blowing a gale this week. So it's meant to drop off at the, in the weekend. So it's probably going to be open for grabs this weekend. Um, but as I said, it's all just a bit of fun and um, get amongst a different community, really. So, so is this, is this a race like you do it? You go there and race, or do you do it on your own? So. Um, yeah so it's been set up where over five weeks um each week there's a designator strava segment and you're allowed one week to do as many attempts as you want but you can submit one attempt um onto an excel spreadsheet um your fastest attempt and then it just tallies tallies it all up over the five five weeks i think it takes your best four results and the point system works is um your points are scored off wherever your time sits from on average from your the best time to the worst time. If that Sounds makes confusing. sense. No, so, no, it makes sense. So it's like if the so worst if, if the slowest time if, gets like one point whilst the fastest time gets a hundred. And so right. then it's kind of evenly split amongst that. But I found the spreadsheet and yeah, Jaden Jaden's time is a three oh eight. So he's on a hundred points, and the slowest male is currently six eleven, and they're on uh, one point. 
All yes. right. What's stopping you getting on the back of a moped? Uh, people well, that just... will check your power file and your heart rate. Yeah. They'll like, they will hunt <laughs> you down. Yeah, fair enough. There's no money yeah. involved, is there, Jaden? No, nah, no money, but there's a bit of prizes. Like they've um, yeah. got a bit of sponsors on this year after doing it for the past few years. Um, and it's a great, great, great turnout. I think, you know, 30 uh, odd, 40 odd people signed up in Wellington. Yeah, it's a good way to break up the training and do and do some little events like that. The first nice series one, in Auckland actually had prize money. I hate to break it to oh, you. True. It was um, 300, 200, 100 for the win. And I was a part of the first edition of the Auckland series. Um, didn't get any. Um, but yeah, it, was, it, was, it is good fun. It becomes quite brutal. Um, but yes, I guess yeah. the highlight for us was probably the last round, the grand final in Auckland, and Carl, who set them up, um, full credit to him, he, mm. he put up a poll and asked what people wanted at the final, and somehow a mariachi band was a voting option, and he hired a mariachi band to come out into the white axe in Auckland, and they played in, like, drizzly rain, <laughs> For a couple of hours, while cyclists like raced up this hill, and it was like quite a sight. <laughs> that sounds That's like awesome. Good, uh, That's awesome. Um, just into a bit of uh, trial-related results. Um, just wanted to touch on the Melbourne seventy point three at the weekend. Obviously, wins from both Kiwis, uh, Amelia Watkins and um, Hayden Wild. Um, what do you boys got to say about uh, those results and performances? Unreal. I'd, much, <laughs> I'd much rather race Amelia than Hayden. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He um, he definitely raced it like he did short course and went off the front. I I um, I was. Do you reckon uh, you could have kept up with him if you were just running a half marathon? Um. Well, I'd like to think I could go into one at the moment, but. <laughs> Still, he didn't. He he said he backed off on the second ten k. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's a, he's a he's a weapon, isn't he? That that bike as well. Just he split the race apart, and it actually turned into like a proper race for once. I mean, some of those Aussie races seem to just be the same every time. But um, I was saying to Jack on the on the uh, last night that um. Sometimes it may take you know someone to go off the front and rip it apart to make that happen. So, do you think the race would have panned out the way it would have if Hayden wasn't there? Uh, I don't know. the The normal I, race I, dynamic is so lame uh, for Aussie racing, but you know, mm. if people's chains weren't slipping, maybe it could have um, <laughs> could have been a bit it, more competitive. Yeah. Can you give me a bit of a rundown what a chain slip is? Because I'm not quite sure. I'm I'm unfamiliar with the term. <laughs> Jaden, you're a cyclist. Surely you know what a chain slip is. No, usually you lose your chain. So, and, and that can be a bit of an issue um, if you don't have a chain catcher. Um, well, if you drop your chain, right? Yeah. Yeah, you some and if it gets caught in your frame, you got to jump off. But nah. no, you. Yeah, I don't. I've. I mean, I've had it when you know you've you've gone into gear and sometimes it may like change back down all of a sudden, but. You know, maybe it didn't quite go into into the cassette, but yeah, I'm not sure. Chain slip, I'm not not quite sure what it is. Might have to uh, whack it up on um, slow twitch. See what they have to say. 
<laughs> but, oh, um, cunning. <laughs> yeah. Um, righto, boys. Um, so, yeah, like I said, what is it? Three and a half weeks to tape or Obviously, Ben's got a race before that. Ben, are you going to be in New Zealand in this time in two weeks? Nah. Nah. So um, we might have to do an early pod before you head away. What day do you head away? What's the day? I leave on the 29th, I think. Oh, I what leave on the 29th. I th- uh, it's a Wednesday. Um, oh, yeah. I think I leave okay. Wednesday afternoon. So I might have to do – you could maybe talk to me Tuesday night whilst I'm packing my bike. Yeah, we could do that. We could do a chat when you get back before we all head away. Um, but you'll be pretty busy. But we'll we'll figure something out because uh, yeah, if we did an early one, the time change is only like three hours. So yeah, maybe you could do a wee chat with um, going along with Sam Long when you're over there. Whack it on. Um, oh really? Do a bit of a yeah. You won't, I guess you won't be going out for any post race beers because you'll be going straight to bed and getting back to Topol. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite a good strategy, eh? Rather than just going on the old Canada session. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you can, uh, if you do get a good result and get up there, then uh, you can have a word to one of those guys and um, just put it in his ear that the ATC is uh, is calling and waiting. For a <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I win, I'll see if I can just be like, no, I'm not racing Taupo, get stuff. Yeah, well, mate, if you do win. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't race Topo either. Just get ready for touring. But yeah, would like would like to uh, like to see all of us there for Topo. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jaden, good good luck with the rest of the uh, prep and um, yes, all good like, stuff. And likewise uh, with you, mate. Yeah, and uh, I'll keep I'll keep practicing my Flemish. Um, not quite sure how to say goodbye yet, but um, maybe even Dutchy. Even Dutchy, Italian, mate. <laughs> there we go. We'll kick off Italian next week, eh? Get your Italian tongues gone. Uh, Italian, you reckon? I reckon Mr. Bean thinks it's Flemish. Mr. Bean? Yeah. Does he? He doesn't it? know the yeah. difference between French and Spanish. Yeah, well, I just know Eddie Verdurci from uh, Inglorious Bastards. You know that film? <laughs> I hope you've not seen it. It's an absolute what? Totsians. Oh, yeah. There oh. you go. All right, Jaden, you can sign us off, mate. All right. We'll uh, catch you in two weeks, folks. Totsians. See you guys. Bye. Right,